Dr. Nina Butler is here. Dr. Nina Butler, in addition to being a wonderful old friend of ours, has been on the front lines of our broadcast last year and this year. We mentioned to her we wanted to come back. She was enthusiastically encouraging us to do so. Um, and sure enough, she's also one of the greatest uh, hostesses with tremendous hospitality that we enjoy every time we are in Pittsburgh. Dr. Nina Butler, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. What an honor to have you here in our home. Uh, appreciate, <laughs> appreciate that. So the JCC is everyone's home. It I, is. I said this when I saw the sign outside where it says JCC's for everyone. Yes. I said this is one of those communities where literally the JCC is home for everyone. It and you would say is. it literally is. It literally is. I Years ago I ran a Judaic arts department here that was um, Jewish family education a few decades ago. And um, just being a part of the team here from the inside uh, was some, uh, an experience that I absolutely cherish. Like we do having you in Pittsburgh. Well, we Thank you for that. coming. <laughs> and thanks for coming with your fabulous team. Yeah, we got a great team. Thank God. And uh, this is an important show. We set us out a lot of time to repair properly and get some great guests like yourself on. And now we're talking about a year later. And I know that, hey, you know. I, I ask people from Pittsburgh what's new a year later. The first thing they tell me is about a new kosher restaurant. I said, no, I'm talking about <laughs> the resilience. I'm talking about the, the trauma that the community went through a year ago. Tell me, from your perspective, how are people bouncing back a year later? Um, I think that much like uh, some of your previous guests have mentioned, uh, we're all kind of blown away by the reaction not only from our immediate circles of friends, but also um, wider and broader circles. So um, the Jewish and the non-Jewish community in Pittsburgh came together in such a profound way. I, and then hearing from people from all over the world, of course, touched us deeply and continues to touch us. On the other hand, a year later is, um, is a time when it's not as expected, the people might be crumbling. And we're concerned about that. Right. So um, I'm presently working on a project with the Jewish Healthcare Foundation. And uh, we learned from Parkland and from other mass shootings that a year later was unfortunately when people started, teens particularly, started to commit suicide. I mean, bad stuff. So the Jewish Healthcare Foundation decided to launch a project that's atypical of what they usually do. Usually they make change and some profound changes in so many different arenas concerning health um, from the top down. But they started a new project um, specifically looking at teen mental health and decided to do this in a more grassroots way. It's neighborhood-based teen mental health. So I'm coordinating efforts within the 15217 zip code so it's um, all the teens in our area, according mm -hmm. to zip code, where you're launching this initiative um, with many different buckets of activities, from education to looking at access to support and other issues like that. And we hope to move the ball forward and are, are take what we learn to the next neighborhood. Are these teens the cooperative? Next. Do they want to be part of this? Are they looking for it? Are they, are they receptive when you reach them? So 
working with the teens and creating peer supports within schools is one of the initiatives. And um, we're actually working within the day schools to bring a program that the public schools has had for a while wow. called Stand Together. And it, the whole name is Stand Together Against Stigma. The purpose is to reduce stigma around kids needing mental health um, care of some sort because Unfortunately, the statistics are that one in four teenagers, before they graduate high school, will need some kind of mental health support. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to have a mental illness mm -hmm. their whole life, but they might need some support. And uh, we don't want the kids to be afraid to ask. Frankly, we don't want parents who see a difference in their child, either a, a very enthusiastic, charismatic, out there kid who suddenly gets quiet or a quiet kid who suddenly is Act involved. There. Yeah, we don't want any of that to be missed. So um, the initiative is for communal education, parent education, and also to create peer supports within schools to reduce stigma and also to provide hands-on help. You know, with the school shootings, I mean, look, yes. it, look, a, a, any kid who's in that school that you know is the victim of a school shooting, I can't even imagine how they continue without constant mm. thoughts that I could have been a victim. Sure. Here in this case, this obviously was not a school. And mm -hmm. those who you know, don't frequent Tree of Life may, be, may feel a little bit more removed. You know, not a member there, don't go there. You know, chances are I would not have been a victim there. But nonetheless, it doesn't seem to matter whether it's somebody who thinks they could have been in that building or someone who thinks the likelihood is I would not have been in that building. It seems it doesn't matter that it affects them and has the same traumatic effect, uh, especially among the teens, no matter what. Well, one of the changes that really, really saddens me is that I don't know if you can go to a shul anymore without guards yeah. out in front. Right. And that's really sad. Because the kids might think I may not have been there, but God knows it could have been my shul, God forbid. And... Uh, the same thing with schools. I mm -hmm. think everyone has raised security to such a high, high level that it just saddens me that it's not the carefree world I grew up in where you could access a school from any of a number of open doors. Right. That's Those days are over. Right. And it's also kind of scary to think that there's all kinds of people davening in shul, could be the person next to you, who might be carrying a gun. And that does not make me feel more secure, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Oh, I hear that, that scares the daylights out of me. And imagine all these teens are going through all that in their own heads, thinking right. about what could be and who's there and who's coming in, et cetera, et cetera. And should I go to a public place and am I going to be able to enjoy it and forget about the fact that, God forbid, somebody could be you know, in a situation like you described? It's all these things going on at once. You know, last Shabbos, a fire alarm went off in our shul. Mm. And people flipped out. I can imagine. Yeah, and it was a faulty battery. It was mm -hmm. nothing. But, yeah, hearing the alarm and hearing it in shul and, yeah, it's, I guess we think that we're healed, but we're still a bit raw. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world and web at NachumSiegel.com and the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Dr. Nina Butler is with us. Uh, one of our great hosts here in Pittsburgh, and somebody helped us coordinate these programs. You mentioned to me, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot because we didn't have a chance to speak to him this morning. You mentioned to me that there are a couple of different attitudes that uh, day school directors and principals could have taken in this town. And you admire those who, uh, you admire everyone, obviously. <laughs> but And there's some with whom you certainly understand if they decide to take a certain yes. route. But yes. you were happy to see that there was one route, at least once taken, which was, 
we're not going to be presenting you know, unity concerts, and we're not going to be presenting mm-hmm. major events to try to put smiles on the faces mm-hmm. of the kids. What we are going to do is get back to a normal day. Right. What's it like when that normal routine is embraced? Yes, you know, um, a shout-out to Rabbi Sammy Weinberg from Hillel Academy. Yes, yes, I'm sorry he wasn't able to be with you. Um, but uh, the very next morning, and then the, for, the, for weeks afterwards, he Literally was, Monday morning? Like he was offered all kinds of people said, I'm going to do you a favor. I'm a wonderful um, speaker and I'm going to come for free to your school. Well, when you get 10 offers like that (laughs) and uh, I mean, admittedly, many of the people who offered really are superstars in the Jewish world. And might have been able to help. With full hearts, with totally full hearts. Um, So musicians, one school wanted to bring their student body to create a carnival for the kids in our community, in our in at Hillel. Um, There were so many uh, creative offers from people who wanted to engage. They wanted to support in a way that they thought would be helpful. And Rabbi Weinberg really um, impressed me because the choice he made um, after consideration was that the most important thing he could do as the educational leader of a school is to keep the student's day as normal as possible. So even though people were just throwing him all these wonderful, beautiful offers, he turned them down. And that, I think, took a lot more strength. You know, it's funny, as we were preparing for the show yesterday in the car, Miriam Wallach pointed out to me, she said, uh, "Don't," and, and this is where I got the phrase, don't forget how important it is to embrace the routine mm. and, and what it's like to get back on one's feet by simply doing what you've done every, uh, every other day, That's getting so up true. at the same time, going to work or mm-hmm. going to school, whatever the case may be, and making that a really important part of the recovery. So he, of course, should be acknowledged for that. As you just did. Now you called your project. What is it? What's the zip code that you said? One five two. One five two one seven. And it's you hope. Called. And you hope that once this is established and and the success of it is shown throughout the Pittsburgh teenage community, this could actually be taken to other parts of the country when needed. Well, for now, <laughs> we're just aiming on just moving but I'm through saying it the be Pittsburgh area. And it could be but yes, we are going to post everything. It absolutely can right. be replicated. And we're learning a lot from other cities. Uh, one city that really impressed me was Detroit. Their Jewish Federation is doing a project they call We Need to Talk. And you can look it up, wn2t.org. Um, that has remarkable videos, video clips of kids describing different kinds of challenges um, and just bringing this whole idea of mental health to life and making it approachable. I didn't know kids were this open and ready to talk about these things. It's amazing. Well, they're not. And right, that's the but problem. that they're capable of it and that yes. they eventually do it. That's, exactly. That's pretty remarkable. And that's why these videos on their website are, are amazing and worth replicating. Their project is exclusively within the Jewish community and their Jewish Federation is uh, the engine behind it. Our project is through a foundation and it's really going throughout the whole zip code area, Jews and non-Jews alike. So yeah. the models are a little different, but I'm glad that this is uh, coming up. Lifelong Pittsburgh or not? Uh, no, Detroit. Detroit, right. That's why Detroit gets such a big shout-out this morning. <laughs> uh, the mayor of the city of Pittsburgh, what can you tell us about him? I need to tell you this story about our mayor because his behavior uh, a year ago was amazing. Um, one thing he did within days of the shooting is he showed up for lunch in each of our day schools. He actually sat and had lunch with the kids. <laughs> so cool. And at the end of lunch, he said, hey, kids, I'm the I want you to know that I'm the mayor of the city, 
and all the policemen in our city work for me, and they're all here to protect you. We are going to keep you safe. We've got this. We've got your back. Which is... Very reassuring. Yeah. And then a a few weeks later, actually on November 9th, the mayor wanted to... um, He called for a big rally downtown in our uh, main uh, park. He insisted it be November 9th. Uh, He called it a rally for peace. Michael Keaton came. Tom Hanks came. Both from this area. Oh, no, Tom because of the Mr. Rogers. Tom because he was doing the Mr. Rogers. Yeah, and he was there with Mr. Rogers' widow. And... um, he insisted on that date, and a few days before, as the weather became clear, his uh, assistants came to him and said, you cannot have this rally. We have to postpone this. There Big isn't going to be just rain. It's a monsoon coming. You have to postpone it. And he insisted it be that date, which was kind of weird. But people came. People came with umbrellas. They all came wrapped. Everyone came. And then the next week, he took out a full-page ad in the Jewish newspaper and I want to redo the text of that ad. Please. On November 9th, 1938, government leaders turned their back to Jewish citizens in Germany, Austria, and Czechoslovakia. On that day, police officers and emergency officials turned their backs. On that day, community leaders turned their backs to death, destruction, and violence that led to the Holocaust. On November 9th, 2018, Government leaders stood in support of our Jewish community in Pittsburgh. On this day, police officers and emergency officials spoke against hatred. On this day, community leaders denounced anti-Semitism. On this day, we stand united that hate against one is hate against all. We are Pittsburgh. We are stronger than hate. Never again. William Peduto, Mayor, City of Pittsburgh. I, I am stunned and speechless. He wanted it specifically on November 9th, and that's why. Amazing, oh, right? Oh, mayor of Pittsburgh. Unbelievable. Nina, thank you for everything. It's such an honor to have you here. Thank Great you. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Dr. Nina Butler, of course, as we continue here.